the VSL compared to the lead forms. Because they all they all have the same objective of getting them to book a call. That's that's the end goal right there. And like the VSLs, they were getting cheaper leads, but those were actually producing less quality leads than the lead forms. This is digital marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'll be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Rina Ayub, the witch of marketing, and we're talking about how to utilize uh, the actual lead forms that you find on Facebook and Instagram, which historically marketers avoid like the plague. Well, maybe not like the plague, but I know I did because I was all about you know, control of your data on your website. But nowadays I'm kind of like, ah, you know what? If it increases your ad effectiveness, then go for it. So welcome, Rena. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. All right. So, you know, a lot of people, everybody's run Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, I was always, you know, in the school of thought that you should always redirect people to your website to collect the information there. Why should people use the built-in forms instead of doing that? Yeah, so it's not necessarily that they need to use it instead. It's just also a really great option. So I know a lot of people, businesses are like, maybe they've given it a try or heard someone who's given it a try and they're like, no, these lead forms are just giving me a bunch of fake leads. Mm -hmm. Like they're not answering. They're saying, I don't know what you're talking about. And those will trickle in and it's hard to say why. Maybe it's people who are like, um, just opting in to see what happens next. Maybe it's a competitor, um, but that's going to happen with landing pages too. So what I've seen with the lead forms is it's especially great for people kind of just starting out. Um, one, because it's the easiest type of ad to create that's going to capture leads for you. So it is all built in. You don't need to purchase any other softwares. Uh, you can customize all of the information you collect. You can easily send it to wherever else you want it to go. And the best part is the tracking. I think a lot of people get stressed out about tracking and like seeing the results of their campaigns and reading the numbers correctly. So with the lead forms, it's automatically tracking everything for you without setting up any pixels or anything. So Mm. that's a beautiful part for beginners. Uh, And then I do use it a lot for more advanced people too, like who are spending very high budgets. Uh, So it's really just how you use it, what you're seeing in your ad copy, what the call to action is, which I mean, for the point of this is really getting booked calls or booked appointments if you're um, more of like a in-person service-based business. But yeah, they they work really, really well. And every time I've talked to someone who is well-versed in ads and I tell them that, they're kind of shocked. So it is a little bit why I wanted to talk about it today. No, well, I think it's great. And you mentioned a few awesome aspects of it. Cause I think, you know, I talk about, oh, just send it to your website. But if you're not a website developer or you haven't done a landing page before, like it's not like, oh, just click on I collect leads. Mm-hmm. It's like now you got to design the landing page. You need the form software. You need to integrate probably an email marketing system. Yeah. You got to make a drip campaign. I mean, it's it's a ton of work. So, it's, you know, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And with these lead forms, like, if you're just starting out, like as long as you kind of are copying at least someone's template, 
it's going to take you just like a couple hours to really get it on. If you've ever built an ad before, and if you've never built an ad before, maybe a couple more hours just to like cross your eyes and cross your T's, dot your eyes. You <laughs> um, but yeah, super easy, super fast and very effective. So mm. yeah, um, I would say like the biggest thing is it's going to be important to have a proven offer when you're running them. That way you're not really testing everything and you have at least one component that you're like, okay, I know this works now. It's how am I advertising? That's, that's kind of the testing phase. Now that makes sense. Well, and also just for the, the form component. So, you know, we said use the, the form. Sometimes I've gone through the ads cause I'll be like, Oh, that's a good ad. Let me click on it. And then it's like, a seven page thing that's within Facebook, but it's like mm. so many questions. I'm like, oh my God, just get to the point. Do you have any best practices in regards to like how many questions should you have on there? Should it just be the email or is that not enough? Like what's the... Yeah, uh, I generally just like to collect name, email, phone number. Uh, if it's important to collect one more field, I would do that if it's maybe like their website or their type of business or, you know, some people have different numbers that are actually important to know. And if it's not as important to know at that step of capturing the lead, like leave it off because it's always going to make your cost per lead go up. The more questions you add, it's just, that's just generally how it goes. People are seeing more stuff or they'll feel uncomfortable sharing some information at this point. And so they'll just bounce and not end up submitting the form. So name, email, phone number, name is important because you want to kind of customize all the follow-up messaging. You're going to want to pick up the the phone and call these people, uh, even if they don't take that next step of booking the call. So with, with this type of a campaign, it's like, okay, you're capturing their information on the form, but then on that thank you page, which isn't super customizable is prompting them to actually click the button below and book that call. So I would say like less than 40% of those leads are actually going to book that call right away on their own. But that doesn't mean the other 60% are bad leads. They're just either not seeing what the next step is. Some people just like click that X button, expect a call or just who knows what happens. But a lot of those people, like if you call those leads right away, even though they didn't book a call, there's a good chance you're going to get connected to them and they're going to be interested in hmm. what it is you have to say because they gave you their information for a reason. Now, when you actually ask them for, uh, you know, what to do next, do you offer some form of value? Because I know that the traditional lead magnets don't quite work like they used to, like the ebook and the tear yeah. sheet. Uh, is there, is there one of those that works better than others? Uh, I mean, for the most part, what I'm doing is literally just telling them what, just being very direct about the offer. So whether it's a coaching program or done for you agency, like whatever it is, you're really offering them. You're telling them upfront in the ad, um, using a video and some like mid to long form ad copy sometimes short if the video is long uh, and just saying like book a call to learn more, a discovery call, a strategy call, whatever you really want to call it. And that is it. So on that form, it's like submit your information below to request 
a call and then on the next page it's like now click the button below and book it pretty much so that's it that's what's working it's very direct so it's like you know whoever's clicking through it knows what they're signing up for so Hey everyone, I wanted to quickly interrupt the podcast for a special announcement. If you're a marketer, which you probably are since you're listening to this podcast, you know that social media marketing isn't about cool hacks or some weird trick that a self-reclaimed expert is telling everyone about. True social media experts understand this. Social media is a real craft that involves real strategy that goes far beyond flashy hacks. That's why social media is the number one most misunderstood and underleveraged marketing channel. At Digital Marketer, we know what you need to become a true social media expert. You'll be learning from top industry experts about the exact methods that work today for marketing on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok, and how to incorporate them into a comprehensive social media strategy. You'll learn how to tie in your social media plan with your company's overarching goals. You'll learn how to source and create engaging content that's perfect for your ideal customers. But best of all, you'll leave with a complete understanding of how to strategize, execute, measure, and optimize your social media marketing. Learn more right now at digitalmarketer.com slash social cert. Yeah. Well, that's actually... That's a super important element where it's like, by the time they get to the form, they already know what they're signing up for. So let's just, let's just talk about that. Cause you said a, a long form video. So this is essentially the value add would be on the front end. We're like, Hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. give you the top three ways that, uh, you know, professional consultants get 50 clients in a month. And then you give them a process and then, they, Oh, if you want us to do it for you, click here. And then that's where that goes to the form. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's doing kind of that value add right there. Other times you don't even really need to do that as long as you're as long as you're showing social proof, at least, you know, so you're showing that who this has worked for your track record, why they should trust you. If you're making that kind of here's what I would like to do for you. Here's the problem I'm going to solve. Now click the button and I can tell you a bit more about how it works. That's enough sometimes. Like people these days, like, yeah, like you're saying, like you, a lot of people were trying to make all these lead magnets work that just are like, oh, this PDF, let me add some value here, there. But it seems like more and more people these days, and obviously depends on your industry, but most of them are just, I know what I want. And the direct messaging is working. They don't want the little in-between steps. They're like, let me just talk to someone who can give me the solution. And that's what these ads are doing. And obviously not everyone's in that phase of like, I'm ready to talk to someone about this. So it's not the only type of ad you need. uh, If you want to hit those people who, you know, you want to educate more and kind of bring into your world, but this works super well. And sometimes you don't really need those other ones, depending on, Hmm. you know, what you're doing. That makes sense. So for the, the is it kind of industry specific? Because you, you're talking about more um, probably like high-end coaching or products or services. Yeah. So I've done a lot with kind of those high-end. Yes. This like direct messaging to the book a call will be a little more high ticket, uh, like you're saying, but you could even pivot it to, let's say you're a chiropractor or dentist and you want people to book like their first appointment to come in. These lead forms are working really well for them too. And instead of like book a call, which 
can work if you want to do a free phone call consult. It, I'm also, and maybe you've seen these ads too, but it's like, hey, secure your voucher for your $29 first visit. And from there, that's really what they're getting their information for. And then the next step is trying them to get them to actually book that appointment and making sure you have staff, someone who's calling these leads, like I said, again, because if you're running these ads, a lot of people aren't going to actually book themselves. And it's super duper important if you want it to be profitable to have that outbound call happening. Oh, you know what? You're, you're totally right. Because I actually, I've been that person a bunch of times where I went through like 90% of the process and it's like, book the call. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know when <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to exit it. But then I'll get a text message a lot of times. I'll uh -huh. be like, hey, you almost finished this thing. What happened? Exactly. Uh, so that's, that makes a little difference. But yeah, well, yeah. It's, but it's not even effective. like, yeah, like if you got the phone call and you for some, you picked up and they were like, Hey, didn't you want this? And someone had the right script to remind you like why you wanted it in the first place. Like you're going to book now, but you were just like, mm, now's not the right time. But yeah, it's just crazy how big of a difference. Like I've seen people running these same campaigns with not having someone call the leads versus with, and even if you have the best text message and email automations in place, that extra phone call, just huge. Oh, it's it's enormous. Well, because like you said, nobody does it. Well, and it, yeah. it costs time and it's resources. It's time, but yeah, it's 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 important. Like the data is there. <laughs> if you if you think you could take the lazy route and skip that step and be profitable, maybe you can look at your numbers. But if you want the profitability to go up having that person to just call, even if it's someone who's not full-time calling people, but like just someone at some point doing it. Yeah. Oh, well, I think that customer care thing is, is enormous. And, and if I do talk to somebody, I'm already like 90% sold. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, you actually called me. Like you mm -hmm. must have a good business where you have time to call people because most people are yeah. like, you know, robots or, uh, or even those automated calls, which I think, you know, cause I, you know, I'm a big advocate of AI, but you know, an automated call, like I could tell 95% of the time within like 10 seconds, whether it's AI or not. Yeah. And now I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, with that being said too, the automated text messages, I think if you can figure out how to make it sound more human too, those are, those are working way better than the robotic reply yes if you you know want this kind of thing like those are getting ignored more easily so if you can follow kind of a way to automate the superhuman sounding ask them a question open-ended get them to reply just the fact that you're getting them to reply is going to be huge and they're going to feel more interested and connected and ready to kind of take that next step that's awesome. Now, uh, you convinced me that forms on, uh, you know, Facebook ads and Instagram ads can work. Uh, do you have any kind of like success stories about implementing this tactic? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, one, for example, uh, is a client I've been working with for like a year and a half now, maybe. Uh, we run these type of campaigns for them, as well as others. So we'll 
we have like a couple, we have a VSL campaign running for them where they're opting in on a landing page to get a, another video. And from there asking them to book a call um, and just, yeah, a few different things. So I was like looking at the data recently and the lead forms were outperforming everything we were doing. And I was actually shocked when I saw that. Uh, and in regards to, I think the best number on like the VSL compared to the lead forms, because they all, they all have the same objective of getting them to book a call. That's, that's the end goal right there. And like the VSLs, they were getting cheaper leads, but those were actually producing less quality leads than the lead forms, which I think most people might think the opposite is happening. People are like, oh, landing page is getting us better quality because people aren't auto-filling their information, which the lead forms can do. Like Facebook will pull someone's name, email, and phone number associated mm -hmm. with their app, with their account and auto-populate the lead form. And sometimes that phone number and email is outdated. So they, I think that's another reason people don't like the lead forms, but there's other ways to get around that and make sure that they're reviewing their information, submitting the right stuff. But yeah, so the VSL, like we're getting more people who are like, just trying to, I think, just peek at what's going on. Like, what is this about versus the very direct book a call lead form? Some of those leads, like there's obviously like junk ones in there, but the overall quality, even though the cost was a little higher, um, was ending up getting cheaper cost per schedule and cost per qualified schedule. Mm. So someone who's like legit in the market and fits the needs um, of that offer. So yeah, I had like, I kind of like wanted to like pull up some numbers and it was like 20, um, 24K spent on these lead form ads generated 68K. So it's, I mean, a pretty good, and this is just, this is kind of like an agency doing it. So if you're, I feel like you do guys have a lot of agencies who listen to the podcast, but oh, yeah. yeah. So like it's working for that direct call to book a call to learn about your agency services. As long as you have your sales process in place, it's going to work. You know what? I think you just convinced me with it just based on the ease of filling out the form. Plus, yeah. you know, well, and if you think about the spam that you get within your website forms, it's because your website security is not going to be the same as Facebook's billion mm -hmm. dollar website security. Like it's just not even comparable. So that I think you'll get way less bot entries, way less spam. And be, even if somebody would say, say I'm a cheesy marketing firm and all I do is fill out you know, people's forms on their websites, people can't do the same thing on Facebook forums because it's based on the individual user. So it's mm -hmm. just impossible for even a VA to manually cheat the process. Mm -hmm. So that right there, that's fantastic. And then some people are just lazy or or untrustful. Because yeah. if you say like, hey, I'm, you know, older maybe, or maybe I just don't trust things online. So I only like to look at Facebook and big websites, then I would never fill out a form on mm -hmm. your website, even if you are a reputable company, because you're not a billion dollar company that I've used 10,000 times. So that mm -hmm. alone is probably worth giving it a shot. Plus the ease yeah. of use, plus your case study of three times return, like all of it means that you should probably try 
lead forms. So good yeah. job. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah, definitely worth giving a try. Um, maybe more than one shot too, because sometimes anytime you launch an ad, you never know what's going to happen. But like if you're running something that is working, if you can just tweak the messaging a little bit and use the lead form, test it out. Yeah, super worth no, it. That's- that is uh, great information and uh, super applicable and easy. You know, that's that's everybody's yeah. favorite tips, right? Yeah. I would say another example too is like this client um, that runs the agency, like we're not just using it for themselves. We're using it for their agency clients too. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're testing anytime they launch ads for a client, they're usually starting them out with a landing page. But then when that doesn't go great in regards to the costs and results, they're quickly pivoting them over to the lead form. And in most of the time it's performing better. And it's, I don't know, I feel like I wouldn't even believe it if I wasn't so close to a bunch of people doing this, just because I hear other people like who will come and talk to me about marketing and they just hate lead forms. And I, they don't have a very good reason. They've just been like convinced somehow, oh no, they suck. But Oh, wow. <laughs> just logically, like if you think of Facebook, like let's say I own Facebook, I'm trying to make money on marketing on Facebook. The last thing I'd ever want to do is send traffic somewhere else. Even if people are paying me to advertise for them, ideally, I still get to collect all the data too. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they're not supposed to do anything with it and they promise not to do anything with it. But at the end of the day, like every time somebody fills out a form on Facebook, Facebook is now has the data. So they mm-hmm. would prefer that you didn't leave the website and they prefer to get the first party data as well. So true. But yeah. They're going to. For sure. I remember. People. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I remember when they first came out, it was like, and maybe it's still the case because nothing's really changed, but like they were, it definitely seemed like they were rewarding people with kind of cheaper traffic to use the lead forms because they're keeping people on the platform. So. Yeah. No, it's it's obvious why that would be good. And I think, well, it's just one of those marketer things to do. Like, well, I started in 2010 and I've always done it like this. And uh, those times are over. That's not going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I think this has been a great episode. Thank you for bringing this up because it's, it's one of those things that we, it's just automatic to say, no, like I hate Facebook. I don't want to give them more information, but you know, your clients might not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got to use it properly. <laughs> That's fantastic. So if somebody wants to take action on uh, what you described during this episode, uh, what can they do today? Yeah, I would just say, get in your ad account and get that lead form created. It's super easy. You're selecting the lead gen objective, selecting the form, collecting an email phone number, sending them to a calendar on the next page. And yeah, super, super straightforward. I would say if you're already running ads, make those tweaks and do it. Fantastic. Well, great advice, great tips, and uh, really appreciate you coming on to share the experience that you've had actually executing it. Uh, if you want to learn more about you, uh, where can they find out? Yeah, you guys can just go to my website, which is witchofmarketing.com and yeah. follow me on Instagram to the same handle. Awesome. Well, that is super easy. Uh, Appreciate your time and appreciate you being part of our mastermind here at Digital Marketer. Uh, You spoke at the last event and, you know, I I think I had 
I don't know, 10 pages of notes <laughs> as you were talking. <laughs> I had the I had the book right here. So right. thank you for being part of the community as well. Of course. Love it. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with a friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.